Welcome back to the Hot Tip Bets Daily Pick Show here for Friday, November 10th. Back with some more college basketball action here to get the weekend going. Got a great slate of games, probably the best slate of games we have had since we tipped off on Monday night. So we'll jump into all of that here in a second. Quickly before we do, looking back to Thursday's night's picks. Um, still waiting on these ones to go final. We've got Tarleton State plus 6.5, Georgia Tech minus 11.5, Lamar plus 20.5, and St. Mary's minus 4.5. So um, hopefully we can get a profitable day there for Thursday night. As always, check the YouTube community tab down below um, or or the re- website down below um, to see the full results for all of that. And if you haven't already signed up over on Dub Club, go get signed up. Take advantage of all the benefits over there. You can get your first three months for only $19.99. Uh, when you use code CHRIS3 at checkout, that's early ad for YouTube videos, access to the Discord server, dub club notifications every single time that I place a bet, and of course, my recommended unit size for all of my picks. So um, college basketball season is now officially in full swing. So if you haven't already signed up, go take advantage of that deal. Um, get your first three months for the price of one. And as always, thank you so much to you guys who have signed up. You help keep the channel alive and you allow me to keep doing this without you wouldn't it be possible. So I appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. Let's get into today's show. Now we start Friday's show off with Central Connecticut taking on Quinnipiac for Central Connecticut. Coming to this game as the 317th overall team in the hot to bet power ranking. Quinnipiac is the 168th overall team. Offensively, Quinnipiac getting a small edge here in this one, 289th overall, while Central Connecticut, the 304th overall team. But a major advantage for Quinnipiac on the defensive side of things, 97th overall, while Central Connecticut, the 301st overall team here entering this game. Um, And as far as the season's open for these two teams, Central Connecticut losing to Rhode Island in their opener on Monday night. Quinnipiac does get the win against the Coast Guard, not a D1 opponent, doesn't really matter. Um, But nonetheless, do start out 1-0. And overall, it is a Quinnipiac team that I'm fairly high on here entering the season. You know, last season, end up winning 20 games, third in the MAC last year, the MAAC that is. Um, But nonetheless, it was a Quinnipiac team that did play very well. Now, obviously, they had quite a bit of turnover here this offseason, lose some of their top scores, um, which is certainly, you know, the cause for concern at times. Uh, Matt Bolinick, the really the only guy who returns, who, you know, had major minutes and major points from a season ago. Um, so going to be young, but nonetheless, it is a team in Quinnipiac um, that does have some stuff to like about them. Obviously, their defense is very, very good. It's a team um, that can also rebound the wall ball extremely well. And they also play with a bit of tempo, you know, an up-paced style of basketball, um, which you don't all the way see with a team that is, you know, as good on defense, but not as good as offense like this Quinnipiac team is. Um, but I think that's really going to give them, you know, an advantage as the season rolls on. As far as Central Connecticut goes, they did really struggle last season, only ended up winning 10 games, seventh in the NEC. Um, but they return a lot of the guys from last season, which certainly helps, um, you know, as you're trying to build a program, Pat Sellers in his third season here this season. Um, so, you know, having that that more, you know, finished, put together roster experience is going to help him. But I do think they're going to struggle still a little bit in this game, especially going up against that Quinnipiac defense. And as far as the model goes for this one, does really like Quinnipiac, 74.7 points for them. Central Connecticut, 62.43, a 12.28 spread in Quinnipiac's favor here entering this game. 
as far as the current odds go really hasn't moved much from the opened we opened at six and a half we currently sit at six and a half a 12.07 percent spread for quinnipiac here in this one um and it is a quinnipiac team that i do really like going into this game obviously this will be their first d1 opponent of the season so it'll be interesting to exactly see how they look but you combine that defense with how fast of pace they play i think it's a quinnipiac team that sets themselves up for success taking them minus six and a half here against central connecticut now we head down to Florida here for this next game. UCF taking on Miami for UCF. Coming to this game is the 25th overall team in the high ticket power ranking. Miami is the 49th overall team on the offensive side of things. Miami getting the advantage here in this game. Fourth overall, while UCF is the 39th overall team. But defensively, UCF has really shown up. 29th overall, Miami currently the 131st overall team here entering this game. And as far as these two teams went opening night, obviously both getting wins. UCF, um, a pretty impressive win over FIU. Miami got the win over NJIT as well. So two teams starting out 1-0. and um, Hard to put a ton of weight into either one of those opponents. Probably FIU a little bit better off there um but nonetheless still an opening night game two blowout wins for both of these teams and as far as these seeds to go i mean for miami if there's any team that deserves a little respect that i certainly wasn't giving them at times it's going to be this miami team i mean jim laranega has really done a great job with this program and, and that's about all you could say i mean final four last season is the icing on the cake to what this team has been able to accomplish here over the past few seasons um and as far as his roster goes it's going to be fine at least from a starter standpoint obviously had plenty of guys coming off the benches who last season who were contributors um but obviously losing wong losing miller is going to hurt this team in the long run and you know only take time to tell exactly how all of that is going to play out but as far as ucf goes on the other hand they are certainly you know not starting over but have a lot a lot of movement here in the offseason obviously bring in a ton of transfers um here johnny dawkins very very busy in the transfer portal um but it was a team that opening night especially did look very very good and looked like they had some sort of cohesion um and were playing together very nicely there as far as the model goes here for this one does give the slight nod to miami still 79.01 points for them ucf at 75.98 a 3.03 spread in miami's favor here entering this game and the odds haven't moved much from the opened a little bit on the juice on the ucf side of thing eight and a half is where he opened currently still sitting at eight and a half a 12.46 percent edge for ucf at the moment and that's exactly where i'm looking here for this game we were on ucf opening night and i was fairly impressed with what i saw out of them on the court there in that game um and while i think it'll think take some time for all these transfers to to come in and you know be productive and you know show what they can really show I do think this game is much closer than eight and a half points. And I think Central Florida keeps it close. Taking them plus eight and a half here against Miami. We had to Boulder for this next one. Grambling State taking on Colorado for Grambling State. Enter this game is the 163rd overall team in the hot tip of power ranking. Colorado is the 46th overall team on the offensive side of things. Colorado getting a pretty big advantage here. 63rd overall. Grambling the 295th overall team. But Grambling getting a little bit of love on the defensive side of things here entering this game. 87th overall while Colorado is the 35th overall team. And really for both these teams, start the season out with a win. Colorado Colorado, a more impressive win over Towson. Looked very, very good in that game. Grambling beats a non-D1 school, so it really doesn't matter. But in the grand scheme of things, Grambling last season was a fairly strong team. I mean, they won 24 games, 24-9, and coming out of the SWAC. 
is is impressive i mean they ended up tied for first in the regular season there obviously injuries kind of derailed their season a little bit obviously weren't able to win the conference tournament um you know and, and go on to, to bigger and better things in the tournament but it is a team in grambling state that returns essentially all of the pieces from a season ago. Um, maybe not all of the pieces. They do lose, well, their top three scores. So maybe I shouldn't have said it like that. They return a lot of experience, though, from a season ago. Certainly guys who were on this team and then saw the success they had. Um, and while they weren't the biggest of contributors, you know, through up and down the roster, um, you know, definitely guys who, who have played together. And I think, you know, without the injuries that we saw last year, it could be a major improvement on some of that stuff. And as far as Colorado goes, they obviously didn't have the season they wanted last year, only winning 18 games, 8 and 12 overall. Do end up in the NIT, but certainly um, a, a team that is looking for more here for this season. Um, they return most of their scores from a season ago, um, so certainly something to, to hang their hat on there. Cody Williams comes in as a freshman, um, you know, who looks to be very, very good as well. And, and offensively speaking, it's a Colorado team that is going to have a major, major advantage here in this game. But I think on the defensive side of things, Grambling can hang around as far as the model goes, likes it to hang around a little bit. Grambling 61.89 points. Colorado at 76.25, a 14.36 uh, spread in Colorado's favor here entering this game. Um, has actually moved a little bit in Grambling's favor from the opened. We opened at 19 and a half, currently sit at 21 and a half. The bets odds towards Grambling, Colorado, 20 and a half there. Um, the best odds, a 10.87% edge towards the Grambling State here coming into this one. And while I don't know that they're going to be the best team in the NCAA this season, they're certainly not going to be. With how well they looked in the SWAC last year, despite losing some players, it is a Grambling team that I think has some hopes here coming into the season. And I think they at least keep it semi-competitive decent sort of against Colorado here in this game. I think they keep it within 20, taking Grambling plus 21 and a half here against Colorado. And for this next one, got UT Rio Grande Valley taking on South Dakota for Rio Grande Valley coming to this game. The 111th overall team in the hot tip power ranking. South Dakota is the 313th overall team. On the offensive side of things, Rio Grande Valley getting the edge here, 186th overall, while South Dakota is the 250th overall team. Defensively, though, Rio Grande Valley a pretty strong edge, 70th overall, while South Dakota the 325th overall team here entering the season. Um, and that kind of outlines the, the key to success for this Rio Grande Valley team, not only in this game, but throughout the season, it's really going to be to push tempo, play a, you know, a faster style of basketball, and then rely on their defense on the other side of things um, to, to really hold the opponents and, and prevent them from scoring. And obviously, that's what every team wants to do. That's easier said than done, certainly. But it's a UT Rio Grande Valley team um, that I think is more than capable of it. Obviously, um, not the greatest of seasons in the WAC last season, only winning five games. But Matt Figure in his third season here for this team, you know, is starting to, to get a roster together that is much more experienced than they were a season ago. I mean, last season, it was a team for UT Rio Grande Valley that looked lost at times, you know, just didn't necessarily have the experience necessary to compete night in and night out in college basketball. And now they do lose their top two scores in Justin Johnson and Will Johnson, um, but still a team in Rio Grande Valley that returns a lot of guys. And I think more than anything, having that experience, having that other year under the belt is really going to propel this team here into this season. Um, and as far as South Dakota goes, obviously, you know, they lose some talent as well here coming into this one, um, you know, losing three of their top four scorers from a season ago. 
But one issue that the South Dakota team really struggled with last season was just getting it down low. One of the worst two-point shooting teams in the entire country just struggled to be able to feed the paint. They weren't necessarily terrible at hitting shots all the time, um, but just couldn't get it down low. And in a summit league that was dominated by three-point shooting, maybe that's a product of that. But nonetheless, it was a team that struggled there and, and it really play a slower style of basketball um, that I think could present some issues going up against this Rio Grande Valley defense. As far as the model goes for this one, Rio Grande Valley, 76.42 points here. South Dakota at 69.48, a 6.94 spread in Rio Grande Valley's favor, even on the road here in this one. Um, and as far as the odd sit, hasn't moved much from the open again on this one. Um, plus two is where we open for Rio Grande Valley, currently sit at two as well, and 19.97% edge um, for them coming into this game. And, and really, like I said, if they can show up on the defensive side of the ball, if they can push some sort of tempo, I think they absolutely can stay in this game, and I think they can win one on the road here. Taking the UT Rio Grande Valley money line actually for this one. Um, maybe we'll regret it with the two points there, but I do like the money line. Plus 116 here against South Dakota. Now for this next one, we got Queens taking on Southern Illinois. Four Queens coming to this game is the 281st overall team in the hot tip at power ranking. Southern Illinois is the 96th overall team on the offensive side of things. Southern Illinois getting the advantage here in this one, 148th overall. Well, uh, Queens is the 207th overall team. Um, defensively, though, Southern Illinois, pretty big advantage, 71st overall. Queens, the 305th overall team here entering this game. And obviously for Southern Illinois, a season ago, really did have quite a bit of success. Obviously, in, in a Missouri Valley Conference that is as tough as it is year in and year out as far as mid-majors go, winning 14 games is certainly impressive and, um, you know, really did a great job. Now, losing their top two scorers to all Valley guys is going to be, you know, um, a bit of an issue as the season rolls on. Obviously, Jones and Dom Ask were two guys who certainly showed up and then propelled this team to what they were a season ago. But they do still have quite a bit of talent um, on this roster and a lot of experience really top to bottom um, as far as this team goes. Opening night, you know, a win over a non-D1 school, but looked pretty solid in that game. Really, the key to Southern Illinois is always going to be on the defensive side of things and slowing teams down, uh, making them play, you know, their tempo of basketball and, and not trying to speed things up. And that's certainly important here against Queens, who likes to play a faster style of basketball. Obviously, Queens, um, you know, held in there with Marshall for a little bit in their opening night game. We were actually on Marshall um, there in that one. And that's kind of a microcosm to what Queen's season was a season ago. Started out pretty hot, hung in there, you know, hung in there with a lot of teams, hung in there with Marshall in the first half and a little bit into the second half. And then it kind of started to slip away and it didn't necessarily all flow at times and it didn't just necessarily look good. And I think going up against the Southern Illinois defense this is as good as it is could show some of those problems. As far as the model goes here for this game, Southern Illinois 79.91 points, Queens at 64.65, a 15.26 spread in Southern Illinois' favor. Um, and this is actually one of the bigger edges here for Friday's card. Um, currently, the odds sit at six, hasn't moved at all from the open there, a 20.77% edge for Southern Illinois here coming into this game. And they just looked so good in the Missouri Valley last season. Again, losing two all-conference guys is not going to be easy to replace. But it's a Southern Illinois team um, that really impressed me. They still have some talent. They're very, very experienced. And I think they show up at home here in this game, taking them minus six against Queens.
We head to Annapolis for this next one. Temple takes on Navy for Temple. Enter this game as the 126th overall team in the Hotspit Power Ranking. Navy, the 231st overall team. Um, on the offensive side of things, two fairly evenly matched teams. Temple 218, Navy 214. Defensively, though, Temple's going to get the advantage here just coming into this game. 68th overall, while Navy is the 226th overall team. Um, a matchup that would be an American Conference matchup if this was football. Obviously, Navy playing in the Patriot League here for basketball. So, um, you know, we don't quite get to say a conference game quite yet here in this one. But nonetheless, it's a Navy team that in the Patriot League a season ago... Looked fairly strong. I mean, they end up going 11 and 7, tied for second in the league. Um, you know, certainly not a tremendously terrible performance. It's hard to always know some of these guys for Navy how exactly they're going to look, some of the turnover they have. Obviously, a team that's not really going to be hitting the transfer portal like some of these schools, um, but they are experienced coming into this season, which is certainly a big plus um, you know, for any team in college basketball. Do they have some stuff to figure out? Absolutely. But it's a team that when they can control the speed of the game, play their slower style of basketball, um, and really you know, make teams uncomfortable, it's one that can certainly work for them. And as far as Temple goes coming into this game, you know, we're an average team in the American last year went 10 and 8 overall um did finish fifth there so maybe a little bit above average um but lose some of their top guys from a season ago obviously bought um battle and done two of the guys who you know really were producing for this team last season without them you know going to be hard to replace certainly um but it is a temple team that you know in their opening night game did look fairly good against maryland eastern shore again as maryland eastern short doesn't hold a whole lot of weight um, but nonetheless, looked decent there in that game. As far as the model goes for this one, though, has Navy at 65.98 points, Temple at 67.99, a 2.02 spread in Temple's favor here entering this one. Navy being the dog on the odds, hasn't moved at all from the open there, a 7.57% edge towards Navy here entering this game. And while Navy, um, you know, like I said, has to, to control this game, control the tempo, and then really find some holes in a very good Temple defense, I think giving them six points at home in this matchup is just too many. I think they have some talent to compete with this Temple team, especially with the turnover the Temple had after last season. And I think they keep this one close. Taking Navy plus six here against Temple. Now we head to Evanston for this next one. Dayton taking on Northwestern for Dayton. Coming to this game is the 84th overall team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. Northwestern is the 35th overall team. Offensively speaking, Northwestern gets the advantage coming into this one. 49th overall, Dayton, the 107th overall team. Also getting the advantage on the defensive side of things. 32nd overall, Dayton, the 75th overall team here entering this game. Um, and obviously, two teams that one overperformed last year, one underperformed. Obviously, for Dayton, dealt with some injuries. Um, but at this point, anything short of Dayton winning the 8 10 and then getting their way into a tournament kind of just seems like a disappointment. I mean, obviously, Anthony Grant kind of got, you know, screwed out of the 2020 season, not making a tournament there. But he still has that lingering over him a little bit, right? It's a Dayton team that just hasn't got over that hump for a better term even though if they have been you know a national presence the past few seasons and then certainly it's a team um that you know when their backcourt court is not injured and don't have to deal with all of those problems has proven to be very very good and northwestern on the other side of things 
kind of came out of nowhere, at least in my opinion, last season. I wasn't expecting this team to be as good as they were. Obviously, make the NCAA tournament, get to the second round. We're tied second in the Big Ten um, last year at 12 and 8. Bo Bowie, a big part of that success for this Northwestern team last season, led this team in scoring with 17.3 points per game. And obviously, if they want to repeat any of the success that they had last season, a lot of the offense is going to go through him. And you know, a lot of their success is obviously going to come from him. As far as the spread goes for this one, as far as the model anyway, 72.94 points for Northwestern, Dayton at 63.6, a 9.34 spread in Northwestern's favor from the model here for this one. As far as the sports books have it, opened at four and a half, currently still sit at four and a half, a nine point seven per two, a nine point seven two percent edge towards Northwestern here entering this game. And I was really impressed with what I saw out of Northwestern last season. They played a close one night one against Binghamton, but we'll, we'll give them credit. They're looking ahead towards Dayton, at least that's what we'll say going into this game. Hopefully that holds up to be true. But I do like them at home in this one, taking Northwestern minus four and a half here against Dayton. We close out the show with IUPUI taking on Valparaiso for IUPUI. Coming to this game is the 354th overall team in the Heights of the Power Ranking. Valpo is the 145th overall team. Offensively, Valpo getting the advantage in this one, 248th overall. IUPUI, the 329th overall team. Um, defensively, though, Valpo a bigger advantage, 89th overall. IUPUI, the 352nd overall team here entering the season. And obviously for IUPUI, the success they had last year, maybe lack thereof, um, was an improvement, kind of. I mean, obviously, the team that we saw a few years ago where they could hardly even field a roster um, to compete, we're, we're past those days a little bit. But it's still an IPUPUI team um, that's going to have some problems. Obviously, only won five games last year, only won two in conference play. Um, and it's a team that, while they do return a lot of the guys that were on that team, there does become a point where how much does that really matter? Um, now, I think they'll be improved here once again this season. I think it's an IUPUI team that on a program as a whole, we're going to continue to see improve. Um, but it really is one of those teams that it can go off their rails very, very quickly if they don't you know, figure something out and get something going. Um, but they go up against the Valparaiso team here that is certainly in a rebuilding phase themselves. Them only won 11 games last year, five in the Missouri Valley. Um, a new head coach comes in this season in Roger Powell and really did clean house. I mean, this roster looks very, very much different from what we saw a season ago. Retained a couple of guys, but, um, you know, it, while his starting lineup has some experience, there's a whole lot of freshmen that come in um, on the bench. So really could take some time for Valpo to get things going and, and really get everything going there in the right direction. But despite all of that, it is a Valparaiso team that I do have some some hopes for here entering the season. Obviously, with how much turnover they had, it's hard to put a solid ranking on them and in where they fit in the rest of college basketball. But I do like what their defense has to offer, at least on paper, and I think they can be competitive because of that, especially against a team like IUPUI at home in this game. As far as Valpo goes, though, here for this one, 75.07 points projected for them. IUPUI, 56.93. An 18.14 spread towards Valpo. Now, this is one that I'm, I'm probably going to push back on the model a little bit um, here in this game. I don't think it should be quite that high. I do think Valpo should be the favorite. Probably not an 18-point favorite. And as far as the current sportsbooks odds go, um, we opened at four, sit at four and a half, a 31.72% edge towards Valpo entering this game. I said it earlier in the video. I think this is actually the biggest edge here for Friday night. 
Um, but nonetheless, despite that, and you know, despite maybe being a little bit overvalued on this Valpo team, I think in the rebuild here in their first Division One game under the new head coach is a team that's going to show up at home. Um, and I think IUPUI is a team that you know we could certainly see have some struggles with the Valpo defense. Taking Valparaiso minus four and a half here against IUPUI. And that'll do it here for Friday's show. And if you want to see more sports betting action for everything going on today, head over to hottipbets.com. Take a look at the college basketball picks for all of Friday's matchups. Of course, got college football picks for this weekend slate. The NFL as well. Of course, the NBA and NHL seasons in full swing. UFC pay-per-view on Saturday and the horse racing picks every single day. So make sure you take a look at all of that. Also, follow the social links down below, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, to stay up to date with everything that's going on over there, as well as if you're watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future uploads, and most importantly, drop a comment down below, let me know who you guys are betting on here for Friday's card, and thank you for watching today's video, I will see you guys tomorrow.